Well, the Angels sign somebody before they know what Otani will do. Let's get into the mind of the Angels' front office. That's really scary. Hey, it's Fan Mail Friday, and it's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ever heard of being John Malkovich? We're going to be Perry Manassian coming up real soon. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you'd like to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the Angel content, here's some things that you can do. You can leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe and become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're watching or listening, come on over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more with FanDuel. And right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. You've never watched Being John Malkovich. <laughs> get out of I here. I haven't at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here for this Fan Mail Friday edition of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. I have watched The Truman Show. That's a really that's good a movie. Good. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, I know it's Black Friday, but I know it's not quite like what it used to be with all the craziness out there. You can just sit at home and order stuff. So. Maybe you're ordering stuff online and listening to us, or maybe you're out there driving and listening to us. Either way, we're happy that you're here with us on this Fan Mail Friday edition of Locked on Angels. Again, your team every single day. Mike, I'm really excited to get into these questions because a lot of these were from last week. Yeah. Then we got displaced by Shohei Otani's MVP announcement, which, of course, we had to talk about. He absolutely earned another MVP for the Angels. And so that's exciting. In fact, Mike, it's Otani's world and we're just living in it. And there's a <laughs> lot of questions about Shohei Otani. Let's get to this first one here. Corey Estrella 756 on Instagram said, do you think angels will make any big signings or trades or just wait for Otani to sign? Mike, what are your thoughts on that? I don't think they're waiting. I think that they're going to make some moves and we'll talk specifically about some of those moves on Monday's show, because Perry said, we're going to be aggressive. And so we're going to talk about what aggressive means. But I don't think that they're just sitting back waiting for Shohei Otani. I was going to say pa- passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Right? I feel like I feel like Perry is the type of guy that, and what he's shown us the last couple of years, is that he's going to go out and make the moves that are necessary to help this team win, help this team be successful. And and I, I know that last year he got off to a really hot start because he was the guy that was making a bunch of moves before yeah. anybody else. First right? of the starting line last year. Absolutely. Now it's Jerry Depoto, which <laughs> those are fun moves. Um, <laughs> but the, the truth is I don't think that they're waiting for Shohei. I do think that what Shohei does will impact what the Angels will do. Sure. But I, I, I don't think that they're waiting to see what he'll do. I, I think that Perry's got a plan and he's going to start enacting that plan. Something that you uh, – I think you – may have mentioned it in the comments on yesterday's show. Yes, is, I know what you say. Yeah, you did a plan A, plan B, plan C. Why don't you talk a bit about that? That's That's been Perry's through line through every conversation he's had with the media since free agency started. He said, we have a plan B and a plan, or I should say a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C and all that. Yeah. And you can't base your free agency off of one player. And so I imagine there's a, a map and a, a plan where it's like, okay, here's plan A. This is what it looks like if we get Shohei back. And then here's everything else that we'll do. Plan B is 
if we don't have Shohei by this point, then here are the moves we need to make. Plan C is yeah. if Shohei's not coming back at all, then here are the moves that we need to make. Those those are just my theories. I imagine that there is a timeline in their heads where it's like, okay, it's it, it's okay to wait until this point before we need to start picking up the pace and making moves. And if Shohei hasn't signed with us or made a decision yet, I think we need to move on this plan, whatever that might be. I feel like they're comfortable waiting until the winter meetings. Hmm. I feel okay. like they're really comfortable with that idea because that's usually when all of the the chips fall, right? That's right. when that's when all the big free agent moves start. Uh, it's an exciting time. If you're unaware, they'll get together and and teams will get together and make deals and sign players and things like that. Uh, it's where we got Arson Judge because John Heyman tweeted out too fast. <laughs> uh, it's where uh, Carlos Correa was going to be a Met and then a giant mm-hmm. and then went back to the twins anyway. So right. that's, that's where that whole saga got started. The winter meetings. And again, those are going to take place that, that first full week of December. So I feel like the angels are pretty comfortable waiting until that point. Doesn't mean that they can't start signing pieces that they would need with or without Otani, right? Mike, right. They, they need some starting pitching yeah. anyway. So that shouldn't change the trajectory of, of some of the more pressing needs. So I don't think they're going to sit back and wait. I think that they yeah. are comfortable with waiting for certain things to fall into place. But as far as like starting pitching goes, I hope that they're out there in the market and they're getting things going right now. Yeah, uh, Los Angel of Anaheim on Twitter, speaking of Otani signing, said, what do you think the likelihood is that Otani signs a one-year deal with the Angels and then ends, uh, ends up a free agent next season after proving that he's fully healthy next year it might end up making him a bit more money just a thought what do you think about otani signing a one-year deal with the angels and maybe even a one-year deal with another team do you think that that's even in the realm of possibility right now well i think the timeline there los angel of anaheim is a little incorrect i think if you're going to be on a prove it deal it's going to be something between two or three years sure. for otani because one year whether or not he gets one year he's not pitching next year. Now I know Mike, you're pretty bullish on the fact that, Hey, he might, he might pitch next year. I'm still marking you down for that because you're going to be the one out of a million person who was right uh, (laughs) about that. So uh, we're claiming that, Yep. but I don't think one year is enough for a prove it deal because regardless, he's not going to pitch next year. So there's, there's really nothing to prove in terms of health. Now, if you signed a two year deal, he's hitting for you the first year. He's hopefully doing both in 2025 and then maybe beyond that 2026 he he's showing like hey this is sustainable i can still do this so a two to three year deal is more likely to have a prove it deal to show that he's fully healthy yeah um at the same time i think he wants that guaranteed like 10 year whatever it might be like hey if if you want me take a chance on me just make sure i get paid and and am good the rest of my career or contract or or what have you because really at the end of the day these players want the security of knowing that they're going to be set for life when they're done with their playing career so whether god forbid he gets a long contract and then can't live up to it even if he were to get released he still gets the money from that contract right so right either way i think shohei's in it for the long haul but if there is going to be a prove it deal it's going to be a a two to three year kind of thing. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think so. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I've been pretty bullish on him re-signing with the Angels as well. Because I think that he'll have a a deal where he can opt out at certain points. But 
I think he loves, uh, I think he loves familiarity. I got excited. I hit the microphone. Uh, I think he loves it being familiar. I think he loves the, the comfort, um, the convenience. Um, I, I've really said that uh, and felt that for the last, really for the last season. Now, uh, if you go somewhere else, I, I get it. Like I get why he would go somewhere else. But the truth is, is I mm-hmm. think that that Shohei Otani is about to make the entire baseball world mad because he does re-sign with the Halos and and signs with them. And there's going to be some sort of contract where he can get some guarantees that the Angels are actually going to do something and not just sit on their hands because they got this really incredible superstar. I got a question for you. Okay. Does if Otani comes back on a short-term deal, maybe this kind of prove it deal with the Angels? Does that make him leaving for another team after that more palatable? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if he comes back, right, and, he, and he's here for two years, and then he ends up signing somewhere else after those two years, I think that we we got a second chance, right, mm-hmm. to make a first impression. That was a commercial from years ago. <laughs> but I, I think the reality is is that if the if if he does leave, he this this is the time to prove that the Angels are going to really put a good team together with the coaching right. staff they have and the man- manager they have and with the young guys. And if they can't do it, then I think all Angel fans would go, all right, yeah, go somewhere else because apparently we're just going to be sitting on our hands and we're just going to sign big free agents and we're just going to be the same team we've been for the last 10 years. Yeah. Hey, Mario L6095 on YouTube, he said, let's go back in time to the 2023 trade deadline. Knowing what we know now uh, do you trade Otani or do you keep him hoping that you can re-sign him? What do you think, Mike? You know, I I look at like, I know Bo Porter got a lot of gar- garbage and a lot of heat for the suggested trade about, I think it was the Mets versus uh, trading with the Angels. Mm-hmm. But I look back at some of those names and I think I think the Angels got to make a move like that, especially if they had a plan in place. And that mm-hmm. would be the thing that, Mario, I would want to see the Angels do. I, I wouldn't say, hey, you know, in hindsight, yeah, we probably should have made a move. But the truth is, is that even if we made the move, it still doesn't feel like the Angels had a plan at the time. It just kind of felt like, as you pointed out, Johnny, like last second cramming for a test. Okay, we're going to do it, right? And I think that I think that knowing knowing that we have a manager now and a, and a coaching staff that seems to have a strategy, then it would make sense to not have to go and trade Shohei Otani. But with Phil Nevin here and Matt Wise here and all those guys, I would I would lean in the direction of, yeah, they should have made that move and should have seen what they could get in, in some of the young guys. And I would also push back on some of the trades that they made where people are like, you know, you're – you're getting rid of all these young guys from your mm. minor league system. I know of, of two names, Coleman Crow being one of them, where they weren't protected in the in the um, uh, what's the draft? The uh, Rule Five draft. The Rule Five draft. They weren't protected. The Angels could have, the Angels could have gotten them again. And and what what we found out and what we're finding out over the last couple of years is that when the Angels have these guys that they have to send through waivers to send back down to the minors, nobody puts claims on. in. On nobody those, wants them, right? And so uh, so everybody freaking out about oh we traded the you know the farm system for all of this we lost a bunch of guys like i think the only name that i'm super excited about is is edgar caro and maybe even a kai bush and that's it everybody Those two else are the ones that are disappointing yeah yeah for sure. everybody for else sure. it just feels like they were they're kind of in the air they're kind of floating out there and and so i think we need to temper our anger about like oh there's nobody there and we can't have a young minor league system blah, 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 right like all of that all of that has been proven to be uh, a waste of a waste of breath, right? <laughs> yeah, I was chatting with uh, Sully over on Locked On MLB, and he said you didn't get anything for Otani. And the one thing I forgot to mention was that Otani didn't want to be traded. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to leave. He wanted to win with the Angels. He wanted yeah. to go for it with the Angels. And so, kind of going back to Mario's question, is 
you know, would you would you trade him knowing what you know now? I mean, yeah, like on that premise, yes, because sure. if it, if I'd have known it was going to be a complete disaster, then yeah, totally would have done move. that. Yeah, but the fact that they were going for it with Otani, I think, spoke to him. Um, he also wanted to be on the team and and try to win it all, and and not even Otani knew it was going to fall apart like that. Sure, so at the end of the day. I think that it was better that they went for it with Otani because he wanted to be there. He wanted to be part of it. He wanted yep. to see the team go far. They were three games out of a wild card spot. Right. And, and so everybody's saying, why'd they go for it? And they didn't have a chance. They had more of a chance than the Yankees and all those yep. guys. Like yep. they, had, they had the chance and they were three games out of it. And you saw how that first place Texas team went down to a first place wild card team, I should right. say the wild card number one spot, because anything can happen in baseball. And so nobody could have predicted what the standings would have looked like. Nobody could have predicted how they fell apart. So all that to say, I'm I'm glad they stuck with Otani because that's what he wanted at the end of the day. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every single day. We're just getting started here on Fan Mail Friday. Coming up, the Halos need pitching, and Marcus Stroman is a pitcher. Is that a good match for the Halos? Well, we got that fan mail question coming right up, so we'll get to that in just a minute. Friends, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book. And if you haven't heard, let me tell you one more time that right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the right time to do that. And the app is really easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you can get involved in this NFL season, which is a wild, wild NFL season right now. Right, Johnny? How many people are thankful for FanDuel for being there for them uh, yesterday while all the football games are going on? Right. Like, I, don't have to, I don't have to spend time with, with Uncle Joe. I can do a little FanDuel. Turn the, the game on! <laughs> I think you and I said that four times yesterday. Hey, turn the game! <laughs> and we weren't even using FanDuel. We should have used FanDuel because it worked out good for us. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on one more time. And FanDuel is the official betting partner of the NFL. It's Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Angels, where it's your team every single day. Locked On Everydayers, Locked On has launched the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. You can find it. Of course, they have their regular episodes, but there's a live stream on there as well. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top stories in sports each and every day with Locked On's local experts, and they have their national coverage with their national shows like Locked On NBA, Locked On NFL. I'm sure that... uh, uh Coach Pop story will be a headline, Mike. Don't boo. Stop your boos, right? Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Johnny, I feel like it's not a fan mail Friday until we say, buckle up, nerds. And so we have oh. a question where you can give us some really good details. So why don't you read us that first question? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not very nerdy. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> go to fan... stats here, John. Come I didn't on. even go to fan graphs for this one. Come on. <laughs> this is just off the top of your head? I'm very impressed. <laughs> no, I did baseball reference. That's way less nerdy. Uh, okay, Emmanuel, okay. Mon- Emmanuel Monzon on Instagram said, should the Angels go after 
Harrison Bader and trade Taylor Ward. Defense and speed in Bader versus Taylor Ward's bat. Well, mm. Mike, to that point, Harrison Bader is certainly not Taylor Ward at the plate, but he right. is a pretty good defensive player in the outfield. Uh, but here's what you would be getting with Harrison Bader. Uh, a career 243 average, 310 on base, 396 slugging, and a career 706 OPS, and a career OPS plus of 92%. That's 8% less than league average. So definitely would be a compromise. Uh, if If we're concerned about defense and we're willing to bring him in and move on from Taylor Ward, who who does have some value. I believe he has three years of control. Harrison Bader would probably be about five, six million on the free agent mm. market. I don't think that he would come very expensive at all. So I think that gives the Angels some flexibility. But Mike, would you be more comfortable trusting somebody like Mickey Moniak or even Joe Adele when it comes to yeah. defense? Because we saw Joe Adele play all three outfield spots at the end of last season. And by all accounts, he did pretty good. But even if you weren't considering Joe Adele, is Mickey Moniak the guy that you can rely on for better defense? I think I think it really boils down to what do you want out there? Because Taylor Ward is going to have good defensive numbers because Taylor Ward plays it safe out there. I think a guy like a Mickey Moniak and maybe even a guy like Joe Adele they may not have positive defensive numbers, but they will have a couple of really spectacular plays. They'll also have a couple of really bonehead plays, like last year when Moniak was going for a fly ball in center field and then lost track of it, and it bounces in front of him. And then I think it was against the White Sox, or I can't remember what team we were playing, but it bounced in front of him, went over the wall, and he owned it, and I appreciated that. Sure. But I think that that's what you're that's what you're trading there. If you're going to trust some of these younger guys, then you're you're going to get some of those plays, but you're also going to get some really great plays. You're going to see Taylor Ward have a really decent fielding percentage where it's like, hey, he made all the plays he should be making. Sure. But then you consider a stat like uh, outs above average. Yeah. Which is exactly what it sounds like. How many outs above average does a player get you based on their defense? Meaning based on the average amount of of outs a normal outfielder say a Taylor Ward type would get because he's making all the plays he should make well how many outs is Harrison Bader going to get you that like not everybody can make like right. that that ball should have dropped in yeah but Harrison Bader got it or Mickey Moniak got to it those are the outs above average that we're talking about so again you might see a, a great fielding percentage from Taylor Ward like yeah he 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 made all the plays he should but maybe he let that ball fall in front of him sure where Harrison Bader dives for it and actually makes the play. Now you might see somebody with a, a bad fielding percentage or an air because they dove for it and missed it. Yeah. And so really it's kind of that risk or reward kind of thing when it comes to outfielders. I also contend Mike that if, if the angels don't have Otani, I see potential for like Taylor Ward to DH hmm. a little bit more often. I sure. think his bat gets into the lineup a little bit more often in that way. So I, again, I don't, I don't feel like the angels need to go after Harrison Bader, but if there's a world where they want to move ward for some pieces that they could get back, that would be helpful to the team or replenish the miners. I could see that being a situation. I also don't know if the angels are in a position to give up any more offense considering they don't have Shohei Otani at DH at this point. Right. Um, 
but also I'd be concerned about losing some of the offense that worked really well last year. They had a lot of good offense. They didn't have great defensive pitching. So I, I'm not sure you want to compromise that by taking Ward out of that lineup. Mike, we got a, a voicemail here. Let's get to that one right now. Hey there, Frisch Brothers. Paul from Huntington Beach. Colin, thanks for all you guys do. Love the show. Um, for the past few years, I've been saying that the Angels need to sign Marcus Stroman. The guy is a, a durable pitcher. He's he's relatively consistent. And granted, this past year, he had somewhat of a down year for himself. Um, but I think he would slot well into our rotation. And uh, um, as I understand it, is, is generally a likable guy. Um, one who doesn't know what your thoughts were on the possibility of signing Stroman. And how likely is it happening? Anyway, thanks again. Take care. Bye. Paul from Huntington Beach, thank you for your voicemail, my friend. Mike, he's been on the Marcus Stroman should be an angel train for a while now. Yeah. Paul, I would agree with you two years ago because of the season that he was coming off of with the Mets when he hit free agency in 2021 was a really stellar season. Yeah. And I believe, I believe old host Steve Brunato was really in on Marcus Stroman. I even remember getting in a, a group a voice chat on Twitter with Steve talking about like the angels didn't get Stroman. He went to the Cubs. What is yeah. he doing? Yeah. So here's my thing about Marcus Stroman. Um, he is a ground ball pitcher who relies on his sinker, but here's what's happened since that great 2021 season in 2021, his ground ball rate was 52.6% in 2023. It's 57.4%. So that's his, main bread and butter that has not changed but he used to have more tools in his tool belt mike than mm -hmm. just that sinker and i think he's kind of lost that a little bit he had a great chase rate getting guys to swing and miss at stuff in 2021 but he's lost a lot of deception since then in 21 he had a 31.6 percent chase rate this past year it went down to 26.8 uh another tool he had was limiting walks he was very good at keeping guys off base but that's also gone down since that 2021 season and 21 it was 5.9 percent walk rate this year it was a nine percent oh wow walk rate so uh yes paul I, I i'm with you um it would have been a great move maybe two years ago and i can see why there is still like some desire to have him there but mike um while he would be a great part of this rotation i think he would be on the expensive side wouldn't you think so yeah he didn't he decline a a 21 million dollar guarantee or he, an had option? A, he had a player option and yeah. he turned it down with the cubs and it was 21 million dollars that could have gone up to 25 million yeah and so just with those numbers that you share you know what it sounds like it sounds like, or I should say, you know who it sounds like? It sounds like Tyler Anderson a little yeah. bit, right? Like a, a more uh, expensive Tyler Anderson. And that's not what we need. Kind of a soft toss guy and and a guy who has a high walk rate. And um, if the Angels are going to bring in a guy that has a, a high ground ball percentage, then they're going to need a good defense behind mm -hmm. him as well. Uh, I, I did I did like this stat, John. Uh, last year for Stroman, his ERA plus was 113. So so that is, that's good. Still an effective um, pitcher, yeah. Absolutely. And, and also something to consider is he hasn't pitched uh, beyond 140 innings since that 2021 year with the Mets and the Angels. If anything, they need guys that are going to go deep into games and not guys that are going to be out in the fourth or fifth inning. Yeah, I mean, none of our starters have reached the heights of innings pitched either, but a lot of that has to do with you know six man rotation or injuries or what have you. 
So I, I just don't think that that's going to be something that uh, happens this year, especially if they do go with a five-man rotation. And you want to have somebody a little bit more reliable in terms of innings pitched, especially if he if he turned down $21 million, you know he's yeah. going to want more than that uh, for 2024. All right, Johnny, let's continue with Fan Mail Friday. And we have a question off of Twitter that said, which players do you see benefiting the most from new manager Ron Washington's presence. Ooh. I really think, Johnny, that the team, the players that are going to benefit the most are the young guys. Not, yeah. not saying that it's not going to be the old guys. I'll talk about that in a minute. But I think these young guys are going to get somebody who are like going to fire them up. I, did you see Patrick Sandoval's face? when Washington was talking to him. Like he looked like a kid that just met Santa Claus. He was so excited to be there. And so I think that these younger guys are really going to benefit from him because he's a leader and he's somebody that brings joy into the clubhouse, but he's also somebody that you'll want to uh, appease and impress. You're somebody that's inspired by him. And what I also I loved what he said when he said my first phone call is going to be to Trout and I'm going to talk to Rendon as well. I think those older guys are going to finally be trout specifically are going to finally be the players that they, they are that they have been and that they could yeah. potentially be in the future and trout as a leader specifically. I think that wash is going to get something out of him that no manager has been able to get out of, of trout, even Mike Sosha. I think that wash is going to get something out of trout this year. And we're going to be really impressed with how trout takes the lead of this team in 2024. On that same note, I feel like trout, was his best because of Sosha. And I hear what you're saying, like, Wash is going to take him to the next level, especially with, like, leadership and, yeah. and being the guy. Uh, because he said, you know, Trout's going to lead. He's a leader. He's not going to be the only leader. I really yeah. appreciated that. But I think I think Mike needs to play for a guy like this. I do, I too. He, yeah. he, he, his best years were under a guy like this with Mike Sosha. So I think that that's what we're going to see benefit for sure. Mike, I want to see... Luis Renjifo's defense get better. Yes. I, I, you know what? Book it, record it, hit hit screen record right Just now. Got it. Luis Renjifo's defense in the infield is going to be much better this year because of Ron Washington and by virtue of him, Ryan Goins. I think that Luis Renjifo is going to be a much better middle infielder or even just infielder because I'm sure we'll see him at third and second and shortstop this season. So, uh, yeah, I want to see that from Renhifo. I think he's going to benefit. Obviously, Neto at shortstop. Yeah. yeah, the way that Ron Washington helped Marcus Stroman be a better shortstop. For as impressive as Neto has been, obviously it's his first year and has room to grow. Who better to grow Neto than Ron Washington? Right. Uh, right. Next question here: Our mayor one on YouTube said, "Can Wa Ron Washington and the other new coaches lure free agents to the Angels?" Real quick, Mike. That was already some of the talk from uh, agents, players, mm -hmm. agents mm -hmm. out there. And even other teams, front office people were like, yeah, hiring Ron Washington makes the Angels a whole lot more yeah. appealing. And that yeah. was some of the, the word that came out right after the hire. And it came out right after the press conference. So I think the Angels did themselves a, a, a service by hiring Wash because that makes this team a whole lot more fun to play for. And it makes this team a whole lot more appealing 
yeah. to play for. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to put my fan heart aside for just a moment. And as I read all the articles about Ron Washington and all of the press conferences that he was a part of and all the interviews that he was a part of, everybody was saying, like, I, I want to play for that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think players want to play for that guy. And so I think that it did a really good thing for the Halos because before it, it could be a destination that feels kind of like a sinkhole, right? Because mm-hmm. there really hasn't been anything that's happened in the last 10 years. I think Wash changes that narrative. And I think it was a really good move. Johnny Anthony on Twitter had this question. He said, most successful teams almost always seem to have a solid young core. At what point does that young core that we have here shine? Mm. Or are they just not properly developed due to our historically poor track record in development. <laughs> uh, obviously, obviously, Wash is going to help that. He said, thanks, guys. He's a locked-on everydayer. Johnny, w- when is it? When is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Tell me about this young core. Yeah, I mean, we've already gotten a preview of it. I think we saw some great stuff out of Nolan Shawnoel. Uh, again, it was a short sample size, but I think as a guy who gets on base and moves runners over and also could be a leadoff guy because he takes walks and doesn't swing at junk. I think that's a good start. I think Zach Neto, when he first arrived, I shouldn't say when he first arrived, his his first stint before injury, that whole stint, I think showed us that he does have good plate discipline. He did mm-hmm. get away from that in the second half. I think that's something that can be fixed. Yeah. And I think that him being at shortstop is going to be something that we're impressed with every single day. I think that he's going to end up being a really solid shortstop, especially defensively because of uh, Ron Washington. And then, of course, Ohapi, we we got cheated out of what Logan right. Ohapi could yeah. do in a full season. So to to say, when does this young core shine? I think you start seeing that this coming season. I think you start seeing what they're capable of and how they're able to accomplish it is because of the coaching staff that they have here. I think these guys are going to get the best out of these young guys. It reminds me of, of Howie Kendrick. And mm. Eric, Eric Ibar, yeah. you know, it's like exciting to watch those guys come up and start to gel. So maybe we're a few years off from peak young core sure. shining through. But you look at the Orioles in 2022 and they called up a bunch of their young core who were studs in 2023. And they kind of accidentally got there, Mike. They kind right. of went, oh, hey, we're real close to the playoffs here. And they even made some deadline moves that we're kind of selling moves in 2022. It was like, what are you guys doing? You're so close. Why are you selling? But it made sense because in 2023, they were the best team in the American league and, and first place in the AL East, which is not an easy place to be. So again, I think that we'll see kind of that 2022 Orioles happening next season. And then maybe in 2025, you'll really see things come together the Angels just need the pieces to like supplement all that. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think that this is a team that is young and there's not a lot of like good narrative around the young players simply because the minor league system hasn't produced anybody. At least that's what Major League Baseball would say. Although we've talked about it ad nauseum, they can be ranked 28th, 29th, and yet they still have 
Zach Neto and Sean Owell and Ohapi yeah. and all of those guys. And so they're producing some really good players. I think that the one thing I'm really paying attention to right now is how often when people talk about the Angels, they use this phrase. They got a lot of years of control. And you even mentioned it with Taylor Ward. There's a lot of players on this team that have a lot of years of control, which is a good indication of how young this team is and mm -hmm. how much potential this team has. And I would love to see what the Angels could do in 2024 to turn that into performance. And I think Wash is the guy to be able to achieve that. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, don't forget that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. All you got to do is look up Lockdown Sports today for 24-7 coverage of the biggest stories in sports. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 streaming channel. If you want to follow us on social media, you can get at us at Lockdown Angels on Twitter, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. If you're watching or listening, come on over, hit that like button on YouTube and comment below the video. Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? Well, I mentioned on the show that Perry said the Angels are going to be aggressive, not passive aggressive, but like aggressive aggressive, right? So how aggressive? Like over the luxury tax aggressive or get the right players aggressive or try to get to the playoffs aggressive. John and I are going to discuss what aggressive should look like on Monday on Locked on Angels. Looking forward to that conversation. We hope you'll come back and join us on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Monday.